the nature of your emergency. Good morning, police, fire, military, and families, and to everybody who is listening in on the Tactical Living podcast, as well as those who are checking us out over on YouTube. As you know, these types of mornings are my favorite because I don't have to spend them alone. And today's guest I'm super excited about because everybody who is in our audience is somebody who is a type A personality, somebody who goes hard all of the time. And in particular for law enforcement officers, I know a lot of People have reached out to me and they've been struggling in recent time, thinking that they've planned out this path for themselves and that that's the only path that they're able to take. And I'm hoping that our guest today might inspire you to know that there could be something more for you out there, even if you're not in law enforcement for any of us, and that um, with a few strategies and a blueprint, which we're going to learn about today, that just might be possible for you. And today's guest is a fighter pilot. He served 20 years over 20 years as a civilian and military fighter instructor, I'm sorry, instructor pilot. He is the owner of the Single Seat Mindset. He is a business owner and author and somebody who I think we can all relate to in one way or another. So Mr. Dominic Tyke, I would like to thank you so much for coming on to our show this morning. Thanks for having me, Ashley. I'm excited to be here. Now, I think we both have a giveaway. I know for Leo Warriors, this morning we're going to be giving away a two-pack LED 50 caliber tactical flashlight set, which is pretty awesome to whoever comments the most within the next 24 hours on this. And then Dominic, tell us a little bit about what you have. Yeah, so I I uh, don't I don't know if it's that cool um, if you were to look at it on a shelf, uh, but it is, <laughs> it's a book, right? So it's if if your listeners go to singleseatmindset.com forward slash podcast gift, the first three people to get their um, I'll send them and no strings attached a free copy of our um, book, our book written by 20 fighter pilots and all the proceeds for single seat mindset. We, we support a children's cancer nonprofit. So um, not only you get to read stories from fighter pilots, but you get to help, um, you know, spread the word uh, for the, uh, these children, these families going through cancer treatments. Good morning, everybody. And I want to I want to correct you because it actually is that cool. I was able to read this book on Sunday. And the reason I think it's so cool is because people don't realize the importance of books sometimes. And I think that this book in particular highlights the importance of books because you're able to take I believe it's 20 pilots that you have listed all together in there. And um, you're able to take the experience and literally like the, the best highlights of wisdom that somebody has learned throughout their career and not only as a pilot, but then it's a, it's transformed in a way to where it's applicable to all of us in our everyday lives. So um, I would disagree. I think it would be one of the coolest things to have on your shelf, because if you're going through a hard time, I what I actually did was I took notes for each pilot on there. And then I took the the one thing, like the particular like, holy shit kind of thing and highlighted it for each of them. And you could do that with, with each of the chapters. And it's almost like if you were going through a certain thing in your life, there's a chapter in that book for every ailment that you might be facing, which I think is pretty awesome. So everybody that's tuning in, go ahead and drop all your questions down below and we'll make sure that we answer them all. Um, can you just tell us a little bit about your background before I start asking all of my selfish questions? Yes, so um, thanks for the the uh, plug for the book. Um, it is, it's cool because there are stories in there, you can read them in 10 minutes and you're not, you're not hooked. 
you, you don't have to sit down and read a whole book, right? And you can forget, you can set it down, forget about it for a year and come back and pick it up. And there's a new chapter and it's, it's completely different story. We have volume two as well, and we're working on volume three. So it turned out that it started as a hobby and now it's kind of becoming this, its own little machine that's uh, growing out of control. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to balance that. Uh, Cause I know you're big on, on work-life balance right now. Um, background, I grew up uh, in the country uh, shooting guns and riding dirt bikes and, and building forts. And I got hooked on aviation. I played a lot of baseball um, through junior college and started flying when I was 16, civilian airplanes. And by the time I was 18, so you talked about type A and how a lot of times, sometimes we get a bad rap, um, you know, especially that, that terminology, right? It's, it's, it's offensive to people nowadays if you're, if you're type A. So I was definitely a type A hard charger through uh, junior college and um, got picked up ahead of about 12 other people to be a civilian flight instructor at 18 and then um, applied to the airlines and the military um, at 20 years old and got picked up at 21 to be um, to go into the Air Force um, for pilot training as well as the airline gig kind of had started that time so I took the I took the military route just because I figured I wouldn't be able to do that again as I got older. And then the rest is history. Started flying a lot and um, competed for a, uh, a fighter jet. And um, it has been, it's been a ride. Um, it's been a fun one. There's been a lot of ups and downs. Um, I would say that that has, it is not, it is not what defines me. Unfortunately, uh, in the past, my identity was a fighter pilot and that led to some some significant challenges in my life. Um, but it has defined a lot of the things that I am able to do now, which has been pretty cool. That's such a smart thing that you just said, because I know a lot of people who maybe they were in, you know, as a firefighter and then they got injured or a police officer and then they retired or were injured and they have that self identity and so do their spouses. And when all of that goes away, that's when a lot of the depression and the difficulties in finding their path in life comes from. So after having said that, what was your way to be able to break away from that not being who Dominic is? Um, so mine came in the in the 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 worst type of way, which was a um, a mindset, a mental crash, where for um, about six months I was going to um, counseling um, at least every other day. And I was just, I was just in a dark place. Um, you know, a couple deployments, killing people, um, family issues. I mean, you name it, it all kind of, it all kind of came to a head and it was, this was after pushing really hard for, um, you know, so to speak for about 14, 15 years, just nonstop. And it was, I was, um, you know, as a type a person, right. You, you will sometimes, um, you'll, <laughs> you'll step on people's toes and that kind of stuff, but you'll also you'll achieve a lot of things, right? So you'll be an, you're an achievement minded person. And so you, you're just always doing things. You get stuck in this hamster wheel. And what I started doing was just, was just filling my plate full of everything. I was, I would just say yes to every good idea that I had. So I had, you know, at that time I was running two side businesses. I was a full-time fighter pilot, um, a dad, you know, we had another kid, um, you know, we had deployed and all this stuff was piling onto my plate. And then, stuff started, you know, the, the structure down below started to kind of shake and then it all fell apart. Um, and honestly it was, it was one of the toughest, if not the toughest things that I've gone through in my life, 
but it was one of the best things that happened to me because it broke me down. And then I kind of stood back and, and, and just go, well, what do I, that was very painful. Um, I'm not going to fear that happening again. However, what can I learn from that? And as I, as I, you know, walked forward from that, then my real estate business started to really take off. So that really helped. And then, you know, COVID hit and it shut down a lot of people. And that's when I started single seat mindset. And it was really just to help the fighter pilot students going through our schoolhouse. So a lot of that was just me trying to communicate um, digitally with these students and, you know, for two to three minutes a week. And then we leveraged that and put it into an online program called the competent wingman. And then people started signing up for this program that's free, but it was for fighter pilots. And then I started to realize, you know, as we wrote this first book, how other people were communicating with me going, dude, this is more than just it's, this is more than just for people in aviation and fighter pilots. This is, these are just kind of cool life lessons, um, from the lens of what we can say the third dimension, right? Like, cause fighter pilots are, are ripping around every day. So I think I got stuck. What I learned from that is this achievement hamster wheel that I talked about where you're just going, going, going. And I hadn't defined success for myself. And then more importantly, that success, I think that the next step after that, and this would be like the the big thing I think for the identity piece is what's the significance beyond that success? Because if you if you go through this big career and you're successful and then you retire, but there was no significance behind it, you just did it for a retirement check, you're gonna fall apart, you're gonna mentally crash. So I think that story in your life, the importance behind it is knowing that, hey, as I do this, people are gonna look at it, or more importantly, is this is this a good thing for me to be doing? And then it's successful, but then go, what's the significance behind that? So these books, the single seat, my, or single seat wisdom books, my kids can't, you know, when I die, they can't go around the world and rip these things off of people's bookshelves, right? There's, there's some significance behind it. And oh, by the way, the money doesn't, I don't even keep the money. We give it away. So I think that was kind of the, the lesson that I learned was, yes, you can, you can have all these achievements. They need to, you know, build up into this, what I would call success. But then beyond that, what significance does that have, um, that serves something else outside of yourself. Yeah. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. Good morning, everybody. Step. I stomp. We were talking about, you had said that you were stepping on people's toes and someone said, step, I stomp. Yeah. I think a lot of us can, <laughs> can definitely relate to that. Now I want to talk about a situation that, um, you know, wasn't as exciting as one who hasn't flown a plane might think and how from what you've shared in your book, it helped to spark a lot of growth. And I think that any time that any of us are struggling with not being able to achieve that success as we want it or be the best version of ourselves because we haven't put in the reps yet. Um, in your book, you had talked about, I think you called it G-induced loss, loss of consciousness. So can you tell us that story? Yeah. So just, just briefly, um, if you are in a fighter jet and you're turning and you're, you know, increasing that increasing aftstick pressure, what ends up happening is a lot of the blood will come out of your, your head, right? And it'll start going down towards your feet and you need blood in your head to think you need the blood brings oxygen, all these good things. Well, if you, if it happens fast enough and you're not doing what we call an anti G straining maneuver, um, you can lose consciousness, uh, inside the jet. And as a single seat fighter pilot, um, controlling the aircraft, that's pretty important that you, you stay conscious. So, um, mine was a, um, as our most, um, G induced loss of consciousness, it was a big hit on my pride, I think was the biggest thing. Right. So again, a painful experience to go through. Um, however, 
Ashley, I was in the best shape of my life. I was lifting weights. I was riding about 5,000 miles a year on my road bike. Um, I was just, I was in great shape. I was, um, just that day I got dehydrated and, and for me, um, not drinking enough water and being hydrated was, is one of the biggest lessons I took from that. And so moving forward, um, why, why is that important? Why was that painful experience now? Something that I can leverage is, well, I could write about it in a book and just go, Hey, don't be an idiot like me and do these things. And then you won't die. And now when I'm talking to the students, cause I teach in the, in the, um, the schoolhouse for, for F-16. So the young fighter pilots, I can go, Hey, listen to me. I almost died because I did this. Right. So that after I put my pride aside, unfortunately, which took a while, um, and learn to be able to talk to that kind of stuff. Um, that's what I've found that is really connected with a lot of the younger guys is just for them to go, Oh, you're, you're human too. And you've made these mistakes. And then I just chuckle and laugh and go, the reason I knew that you were going to make that mistake is because I did that about 50 times before I figured out how to not how to do it. I but I, to yeah, I woke, I, I'm not going to ruin the rest of the story. Um, but, um, I, I clearly, I lived, um, barely, <laughs> Thank uh, goodness. experience. And my wife was pregnant with our first kid. So it, that one definitely, that was a wake up call for me. Um, and you know, I've had, I've had several of those, uh, unfortunately, but then fortunately I can talk about them now. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. In a, a recent interview that you did back in January, you had made it a point to talk about in particular when we're younger, like before the white picket fence and the dog and the kids and the spouse and all those things, how we have the ability to be able to pick a path and then start to go down it. But the thing that you said that was profound that I think a lot of people don't give the, themselves permission for anymore when they become adults is that you are allowed to turn around. And apart from flying and teaching, you are also in the real estate business, which you know, we're, we're not going to be talking about real estate in particular, although you, you do have a book that can kind of guide people down that in particular too. But I want to, I want to know what that spark was for you to have a segmented path, something additional that was, that was, um, in addition to what you're doing now. So your name on your screen says coach Ashley. And I, I, I'm going to bring that up because my, um, dad, um, owned a lot of real estate as we grew up. So I kind of grew up with it. Um, so I saw that growing up and he said one thing, and I think the, to highlight the importance that of, of what you can say or how you can coach somebody through action. And so his was a lifetime of just showing me, um, you know, real estate and what it does and what it can, uh, you know, what type of things in life it can afford you and, and and really that's just, uh, experiences, right? So how can it, how can you make that, um, enrich your life in some way? Um, no pun intended, but the action was behind all that. And then as I grew up <clears throat> and I finally paid off all my college debt and, you know, I'm hitting 30 years old and I'm like, well, how do, what is this? What is investing? What is all this stuff about investing? Right. And, and after a lifetime of showing someone through persistent and consistent action, right, which is super important, not talking, just walking that walk, he said, I've done a lot of investing in stocks and bonds and commodities and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, real estate is the only consistent asset that I've invested in that is 
consistent and it doesn't give you anxiety and it doesn't, you know, and that's for him. Right. And now granted there's other people that do other things, right? I'm not saying real estate is for everybody. However, after he walked that path for many years and I grew up with it, he said that one thing and that's important as a coach is to just go, Hey, look, you can do all of these things. Right. And as a, you can't be a coach as you start out cause you're learning. And part of those learning experiences are failing experiences and you didn't fail. Right. So if you go down a path and that, that event fails, just turn around and, or just pull out your machete. If you're type a chop your way to another path and walk down that path. But I think the coaching piece of that was he, he said something fairly profound to me. And he said, I've done all of these things. You can make money in them, but real estate has been the one that it really did that. Now I just go, well, I'm going to, I'm going to do a weighted effort and I'm going to, I'm going to run down that, that real estate path and see where it goes. Yeah. That's awesome. Everyone is a coach being it a positive or a negative experience. Yeah. We can all, we can all teach. And a lot of it is, um, is self-healing too, especially with a lot of what I know our audience has gone through. Um, I know we're kind of crunched for time right now. So I'm going to ask a selfish question because in the single seat mindset, from what I've gathered and what little you've revealed and laid out for people is the framework is essentially tools, community, accountability, and then an elite group. So if you could share one piece of advice or maybe an example of who might be qualified or interested in joining, can you just give us a little bit of information? Yep. So um, I think that the big thing there is that if you're a business owner, if you're um, you know, if you are a type A person, which I think if you're just a, if you're a hard charger, cause type A gets a bad rap nowadays. Um, but if you're one of those people, um, and you, and you, you're like, well, what do I do, um, in single seat wisdom volume two? And I'm not saying that you need to buy the book in order to do this because the competent, you need to buy wingman, the, book. <laughs> the competent wingman is a, you know, if you go to singleseatmindset.com, you can get access to the insider circle and sign up for that program. They're just short little messages. Cause if you're busy, you're going to be overwhelmed and you, you only have a minute or two to read something or you just need something to correct your path that can help you get on the right foot so that you're, you know, if you start down a path, you at least can course correct quickly, go back to start and start again. Um, the second volume, um, box Johnson, astronaut and fighter pilot and test pilot. He wrote a, he wrote a chapter on plan, execute debrief and not to oversimplify it, but to keep it simple. Cause that's what we need is plan enough to get going. <clears throat> and these are my words and kind of how I um, process his fighter pilot um, uh, wisdom is plan enough to get going, right? And then as you're executing, you need to be debriefing yourself, meaning, hey, is this working? Is it working because I'm lucky or is it working because the plan was good? And if it's not working um, because things are kind of going sideways, then just start plan. go back to the planning phase, tweak your plan, then re-execute and then debrief. And you can do this throughout the day, or you can do it at the start of the day, which is what I typically do. Spend five or 10 minutes in the morning, go, what is my intention for today? Make my plan, execute it through the day. And then at the end of the day, go, did it work? Or am I worn out? And you're, guess what? Most of the days you're going to go, oh, I messed it up. But that I think is, those are some of the little, little nuggets. And then people debrief that, that term in single seat wisdom volume one, there's a weapons officer, a top gun fighter instructor pilot that wrote a chapter on how to effectively debrief. So, um, but again, those that it's also in the competent wingman program. Um, so it's in all of our resources. If you don't want to spend any money, you can, you can get it on the website as well. 
Yeah, and it's an incredible framework because it's simple and everybody, no matter how old you are or what you do in your life, you can use this as a framework to actually take action and not have that sitting around mentality where you're going to do something one day. And um, just one more question before we wrap this up. When when I thought about that mindset and actually read that chapter twice, I was I was asking myself what struggles somebody might need to overcome when implementing this mindset. What are some of the common ones that you've seen? Well, so if you're if you're opposite a if if you're a if you're a um, analysis paralysis person, you need to give yourself a date or a time and have somebody hold you accountable to that. Go, hey, I'm in the planning phase, but you won't learn until you start executing. So if you're one of those people, you need to set a hey April 10th. I'm going to at you know 8 a.m. I'm going to get up and I'm going to start hitting um, execute on this. If you're like me on the other side of the spectrum where I love execution, I love flying airplanes, but the planning, I do enough of it just to get going because I know that about myself. I have people around me, um, specifically my lovely wife to, to grab my collar and go, Hey, did you think about this? And then I'm like, Oh shoot, let me add that to the plan. Then I start sprinting. So I think just, you know, on the temple of Apollo in Greece, it says, know thyself in Greek. And as you know yourself, know what your weaknesses are. And then specifically, a lot of people will not like to debrief because that's where you're going to find out that you that not you as a person failed, but you had events that failed. And those are your golden nuggets. You need to figure out what, especially what you're not good at. And maybe if you're a team, um, if you run a team or you're a business owner or you're, you know, whatever you're doing in your life, you're going to find that maybe somebody else is better at that or maybe you don't need to be doing that. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good wisdom because it forces us to be super, super honest with our downfalls, which, you know, you said it perfectly. Those are the golden nuggets if we look at it that way. So what's the best way for anybody to get a hold of you if they want to work with you directly? Yep. Singleseatmindset.com. And then don't forget the first three um, at singleseatmindset.com forward slash podcast gift. The first three to sign up will get a, a copy of that first single seat wisdom uh, volume one. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. And then also thank you for joining us on this interview. And everybody, if you have any more questions, you can drop them down below and then we'll make sure to tag Dominic in it. Thank you all for viewing. Dom Dominic, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thanks, Ashley.